首先请听国际新闻社论在此之前他将作为罗马天主教会的新领袖首次主持弥撒预计教宗弗朗西斯将拜会上月辞职的教宗本笃十六世本笃十六世住在罗马郊外的教宗夏日居所星期四晚些时候现年七十六岁的教
条款，以便能够运送武器给叙利亚反对派。星期三，美国继续对来自中国和其他国家的网络攻击行动表示关注。一位重要的国会议员把这些攻击事件和美国在2001年9月11号遭受的恐怖袭击相提并论，但是。美国众议院的国土安全委员会主席麦克考尔告诉议员们，美国官方已经意识到了指向美国媒体、能源项目、航空交通管制系统和科技公司的网络威胁。他说，美国当局正在采取措施应对这类攻击事件。以色列利库德集团的官员说，内塔尼亚胡总理已经达成一项有关建组建联合政府的协议，星期四晚些时候将正式签署。并宣布这项协议。以上，您收听的是一组国际新闻。Hello, I'm Elizabeth Moore. Welcome to Functioning in Business. 听众朋友们好，我是杨晨，欢迎收听商务通英语。Functioning in Business is an intermediate level business English course with a focus on American business practices and culture. 商务通英语是中等程度的商务英语课程，课程题材以美国的商务实践和文化为主。通过电台播音室里的采访和绘画讲授美国英语。今天我们复习本星期的课程，第一课的题目是“达成协议”第四部分，重点学习怎样征求对方的确认。首先是电话访谈，我们通过电话采访联邦汽车公司的 Chapman 先生，然后听他同 Blake 先生的一次对话。Today we are talking to Mr. Stuart Chapman of Federal Motors. Hello, Mr. Chapman. Hello. Today we are listening again to your conversation with Mr. Blake. You discussed the issue of spare parts. Yes. Spare parts and after-sales service are very important to a successful operation. We needed to be sure that this would not be a problem. Let's listen to that conversation. So the one remaining question is that of spare parts, and that may not be as difficult as we think. What do you mean? Well, according to your technical reports, your robots are very reliable. They rarely break down in their first five years. Am I right? Yes, that's right. But it's important to follow the maintenance schedule. The one remaining question is that of spare parts. We still have to discuss the question of spare parts. That may not be as difficult as we think. That may be easier than we think. They rarely break down in their first five years. They almost never fail during their first five years. 下面请大家继续听我们同 Chapman 先生进行的访谈。You didn't seem to feel that spare parts would be a problem. No, I didn't. After reviewing the technical reports, I knew that the robots were very reliable, so I wasn't especially concerned about the problem of spare parts. 
Mr. Chapman, thank you for talking to us today. Sure. I was happy to help. Let's take a short break. Welcome once again to Culture Tips with Gary Angleton. Today's email question is How important is quality in the U.S.? Well, quality has become very important in the last 10 or 20 years. Why do you think that's true? One reason is because of foreign competition. In the past, there were fewer imports, so most Americans bought American products. But in the 1960s and the 1970s, foreign companies began exporting more to the U.S. Many of their products were high quality and less expensive than American products. So Americans bought them? Yes, they did. For example, imported toys have done very well in the U.S. Some imported toys offer good quality at very low prices. Others provide very high quality at reasonable prices. Americans realized that they could get more quality for less money. That put a lot of pressure on American companies. They had to improve their quality control. Quality control? Yes, they needed to produce low cost, high quality products. These days, American companies have a lot of employees working to improve quality. Thanks for the excellent information, Gary. My pleasure. Let's listen to today's business dialogue. And you can have them to us by this Friday. Is that right? Yes, that's right. They may actually arrive on Thursday. Excellent. And you plan to build a warehouse in San Jose by the end of the year? Yes, that's correct. Construction began last week. I'm glad to hear that. Now, I'd like some information about the next generation chips. Well, as I told you before, most of that information is still confidential. But I can tell you that they'll be at least twice as fast. They'll also hold at least 50% more information. And they'll cost more, won't they? Well, of course, they will be somewhat more expensive, but I think that you'll find the price very reasonable. That's good. You can have them by Friday, is that right? Yes, that's right. You plan to build a warehouse in San Jose by the end of the year? Yes, that's correct. They'll cost more, won't they? Yes, they will.
Gary 提示。Now it's time for Gary's tips with Gary Angleton. Hello, Elizabeth. Today I'll be talking about some ways to confirm information. One very common way to confirm information is to make a statement, then add a question, such as "Is that right?" We can see this kind of confirmation in today's business dialogue. And you can have them to us by this Friday. Is that right? Yes, that's right. They may actually arrive on Thursday. Excellent. Another way to confirm information is to make a statement, but to raise your voice at the end, as if you were asking a question. For example, this is a statement: "You plan to build a warehouse." This is a confirmation question, and you plan to build a warehouse. Listen how Jennifer uses this kind of confirmation question. Yes, that's right. They may actually arrive on Thursday. Excellent. And you plan to build a warehouse in San Jose by the end of the year? Yes, that's correct. Construction began last week. I'm glad to hear that. One last way to confirm information is to use tag questions, like "Isn't it?" "Won't they?" and so on. Here's an example from today's business dialogue using "Won't they?" They'll also hold at least fifty percent more information. And they'll cost more, won't they? Well, of course they will be somewhat more expensive. As we have said before, in business discussions, it's very important to confirm information. I hope today's tips have been useful. Thanks, Gary. 本星期第二课的题目是达成协议第五部分。重点学习对话中带肯定语气和不肯定语气的用语。首先是电话访谈。Today we're talking again to Mr. Charles Blake. Hello, Mr. Blake. Hello again. Today we're listening to your conversation with Mr. Chapman. Yes. At the end of the conversation, we talked about the issue of spare parts. Let's listen to that conversation. So the one remaining question is that of spare parts, and that may not be as difficult as we think. What do you mean? Well, according to your technical reports, your robots are very reliable. They rarely break down in their first five years. Am I right? Yes, that's right. But it's important to follow the maintenance schedule. In most cases, electronic sensors indicate problems before they become serious. So in that case, extra parts can be flown in rather than stored. Absolutely, we can guarantee delivery by air within 36 hours, and our technical support will be available 24 hours a day. Excellent. Mr. Blake, how did you feel at this point in the conversation? I felt very relieved. Really? Why? Well, since our negotiations had failed at Advanced Technologies, I was worried about the problem of spare parts. But Stuart, Mr. Chapman, didn't seem concerned about that issue at all. He knew that our machines were very reliable. Very interesting, Mr. Blake. Thank you for talking to us today. My pleasure. Let's take a short break.
文化点滴。Welcome once again to Culture Tips with Gary Angleton. Today's email question is: Why do American companies expect such fast delivery? Well, it's part of the general trend towards faster production in business. What do you mean? Well, faster production usually means lower prices, and lower prices make it easier to compete against other companies. In addition, if you can get parts quickly, you don't need as much storage space. So it's natural that companies want faster delivery of production supplies. But can they be delivered more quickly? Absolutely, there are now companies that can deliver supplies within 36 hours. Anywhere in the world? Well, at least between major cities. Express delivery costs a lot, but companies feel that it is worth the extra expense. Any delay could be very expensive. That's a good point. Thanks again, Gary. Let's listen to today's business dialogue. Hi, Carol. I'm looking for Marilyn. Do you know where she is? I'm not sure. But I understand she did come in today. Yes, she definitely came in. I talked with her about an hour ago at nine o'clock. Well, it's really important that I talk to her. Do you have any idea where she could be? Well, she might be with a customer. She said that Sid from Corona.com might come by. Any other ideas? Well, I think that she said something about a meeting with the CEO. What time was the meeting? I'm pretty sure that she said about ten o'clock, but she didn't give me any details. Ten o'clock with the CEO? Oh no, that's right now. What's wrong? Why are you so upset? Because I just remembered. It's a really important meeting, and I'm supposed to be there. Thanks. Do you know where she is? I'm not sure. Do you have any idea where she could be? She might be with a customer. Any other ideas? I think that she said something about a meeting. What time was the meeting? I'm pretty sure that she said ten o'clock. Gary 提示 Now it's time for Gary's tips with Gary Engleton. Hello, Elizabeth. Today I'll be talking about expressions of uncertainty. In today's business dialogue, Harry is looking for his boss, Marilyn. When he asks Carol, Carol uses the expression "I'm not sure" to show her uncertainty. Do you know where she is? I'm not sure. Harry asks again, and Carol uses the word "might." To suggest some possibilities of where Marilyn might be. Do you have any idea where she could be? 
While she might be with a customer, she said that Sid from Corona.com might come by. Later in the conversation, Carol uses the expressions, I think she said something about, and I'm pretty sure that, to show her uncertainty. Let's listen. Any other ideas? Well, I think that she said something about a meeting with the CEO. What time was the meeting? I'm pretty sure that she said about 10 o'clock. In contrast to these expressions of uncertainty, notice how she uses the word definitely to show when she is certain. But I understand she did come in today. Yes, she definitely came in. I talked with her about an hour ago at 9 o'clock. Thanks for listening today. We'll see you again next time. Thanks, Gary. 本星期第三课的题目是达成协议第六部分重点学习用动词的一般将来时以及一些其他结构和时态来表示将要发生的行动或情况首先是电话访谈我们再次通过电话采访了在纽约的查普曼先生 Today we are talking again to Mr. Stuart Chapman from New York. Hello, Mr. Chapman. Hello. Today we are listening again to your conversation with Mr. Blake. You were still working out some details regarding technical support. Yes, and we found a solution to the problem of storing extra parts. You seemed very happy with his answers. I was satisfied, for the most part. Let's listen to the end of the conversation. So in that case, extra parts can be flown in rather than stored. Absolutely. We can guarantee delivery by air within 36 hours, and our technical support will be available 24 hours a day. Excellent. One more thing. I'd like some members of my staff to fly to China to see your robots in operation. Sure. That's not a problem. If you can give me some dates, I'll set things up personally. Splendid. Well, it looks like we'll be able to do business together. I certainly hope so. One more thing. There's another thing. That's not a problem. That would be fine. Splendid. Excellent. It looks like we'll be able to do business together. I think we'll be able to do business together. Mr. Chapman, you said that you were satisfied for the most part. Yes. But I did want some of my staff to see the robots in action. And I was looking forward to reviewing the technical information that Mr. Blake promised to send us. Mr. Chapman, thank you for being our guest. Thank you for inviting me. Welcome once again to Culture Tips with Gary Angleton. Today's email question is, I travel by air frequently. 
How can I save money on airline tickets? There are several things that you can do. First, you can join a frequent flyer club. Can you tell us more about that? Sure. Well, all airlines want repeat business. They want their customers to fly on their airline most of the time and not on another airline. Right. So they give special deals to customers who fly frequently, who fly often. On many airlines, you get a free ticket after you fly 25,000 miles, if you are a member of their frequent flyer club. That's not bad. Another way to save money is to check for the lowest fares on the internet. There are internet sites that list fares from all the airlines. You can compare prices. That's a great idea. And finally, try to purchase your tickets ahead of time if possible. You can usually get a big discount if you buy your ticket a few months ahead of time. Thanks, Gary. That's very useful information. Let's listen to today's business dialogue. Okay, so I fly to London on the twenty-third. I'll be in the hotel by eight p.m. If you need to call me. And when are you planning to leave London? Well, if the negotiations go well, I'll go to Paris on the twenty-eighth. I plan to stay in Paris a little over a week. I should be able to leave Paris by the eighth, the eighth of November. Then I'm going to visit friends in the south of France for several days. And when do you return home? I'll probably return on the twelfth, or possibly the thirteenth. On the other hand, I may decide to stay. I won't tell the boss you said that. I fly to London on the twenty-third. I'll be in the hotel by eight p.m. I'll go to Paris on the twenty-eighth. I plan to stay in Paris a little over a week. I should be able to leave Paris by the eighth of November. I'm going to visit friends in the south of France. Gary, 提示 Now it's time for Gary's tips with Gary Engleton. Hello, Elizabeth. Today I'll be talking about future plans. The English language has many ways to talk about the future. For example. At the beginning of today's business dialogue, Martina says, "I fly to London on the twenty-third." In this case, "I fly" means about the same thing as "I'll fly" or "I'm going to fly." Let's listen. Okay, so I fly to London on the twenty-third. I'll be in the hotel by eight p.m. If you need to call me. Another way to talk about the future is to use the expression "plan to," as in the following exchange. And when are you planning to leave London? Well, 
If the negotiations go well, I'll go to Paris on the 28th. I plan to stay in Paris a little over a week. In talking about the future, you can use I will or I'll when you have a definite plan. If you're not sure of your plans, you can use another expression such as may, might, or should, as in this example. I should be able to leave Paris by the 8th, the 8th of November. Then I'm going to visit friends in the south of France for several days. Martina says she is going to visit friends in France. The expression going to is another good way to talk about the future. So, as you can see, there are many different ways to talk about the future in English. I hope today's tips have been helpful. We'll see you again next time. Thanks, Gary. Well, our time is up. Tune in again next time for Functioning in Business. See you then. For further study, a functioning in business study kit is available from your local bookstore. 为了帮助学习，商务通英语备有课本和录音带，整套辅导学习材料，听众可以去本地的书店购买。美国之音现在继续播送中文节目。节目内容是美国之音时事经纬。各位听众朋友，大家好，欢迎收听美国之音三月十四号星期四的时事经纬节目，我是主持人宇宙。本次节目我们将向您介绍。天主教新教宗今天，也就是星期四，将首次主持弥撒。中国人大今天投票选举中国国家主席、副主席、军委主席和人大委员长。前红色高棉外交部长英萨利去世，终年八十七岁。网络安全威胁到美中的总体关系，这是美国国家。安全事务顾问日前发表的讲话明确所指出的。好，以上内容欢迎收听。美国之音的时事经纬节目，我是宇宙。首先，我们来关注罗马天主教选出的新教宗。那么，新教宗弗朗西斯一世将会晤他的前任。在此之前呢，他将作为罗马天主教会的新领袖首次主持弥撒。预计教宗弗朗西斯将拜会上个月辞职的教宗本笃十六世。本笃十六世住在罗马郊外的教宗夏日居所。星期四晚些时候，现年七十六岁的教宗弗朗西斯将在西斯汀教堂主持弥撒。前阿根廷枢机主教贝戈格里欧成为第一位当选教宗的耶稣会成员，也是第一位定名为弗朗西斯的教宗。他将于下个星期二正式继位。
与此同时，世界各国领导人向新教宗表示祝贺，他是第一位拉美裔的教宗。美国总统奥巴马对首次选举美洲枢机主教为教宗的做法表示赞扬，并且说这显示了美洲的力量和活力。这个地区在世界上的影响力越来越大。奥巴马是最先向新教宗表达良好祝愿的人之一。他说：“新教宗捍卫穷人和弱者的权益。”美国副总统拜登是天主教徒，他下个星期二将率领一个美国代表团出席在梵蒂冈举行的新教宗就职弥撒。美国之音，欢迎收听。好，这里是美国之音的时事经纬节目，接下来我们来关注中国国内的状况。中国人大在星期四，也就是今天投票选举中国国家主席、副主席、军委主席和人大委员长。习近平虽然高票过半数当选国家主席和军委主席，但是没有获得全票通过，并非中央政治局常委的李元朝出乎意料的当选国家副主席。外媒评论说，李元朝的当选标志着习近平影响力的上升。有关详情，请听美国之音记者东方从北京。发来的报道，习近平星期四毫无悬念地被两千多名中国人大代表选举为中国国家主席和中央军委主席，但是他没有全票当选，遭到一票反对和三票弃权。中华人民共和国主席候选人收回选票两千九百五十六张，有效票两千九百五十六张。候选人得票情况：习近平赞成两千九百五十二票，反对一票，弃权三票。据报道，中国官方媒体在现场文图直播选举过程的时候，没有提到习近平的一票反对和三票弃权，只是说习近平高票过半数当选。正如北京外媒所预料的那样。中共政治局改革派成员李元朝，而不是另一名更加老资格的官员刘云山，当选为中国国家副主席。现在宣布，李元朝同志当选为中华人民共和国副主席北京外媒分析说，李元朝的任命是习近平影响力增强的一个迹象。在星期四的人大选举中，最出乎意外的是大会主席团公布国家副主席的投票结果。中共政治局七常委之一的刘云山只有两票，而李元朝高票当选。去年十一月十八大前夕，李元朝被外界广泛看作是政治局常委的有力竞争者，但由于党内元老的反对，李元朝没有进入政治局常委，而刘云山被提升为七常委之一，负责主管宣传和意识形态。这次人大选出非政治局常委任国家副主席，非同寻常。李元朝目前仅是中共政治局委员，不是七常委之一。
在宣布中国国家主席、军委主席和国家副主席当选结果前，人大主席团还宣布张德江当选为人大常委会委员长。这次人大标志着胡锦涛正式向习近平移交国家元首职务以及全部权力。胡锦涛全退受到海内外舆论的赞扬，认为这是中共告别老人干政的里程碑。星期五，中国人大将选举国务院总理，并确定各位副总理的人选。如果没有意外的话，李克强将就任国务院总理一职。习近平和李克强的当选，标志着胡温政权与习李政权的交接，中共再次实现了政权和平过渡，中国从此进入习李时代。北京外媒评论说，目前中国国家副主席一职不是虚职。中国的八二宪法确定设立国家副主席以来，胡锦涛曾经担任过国家副主席，并正式成为江泽民的继任者。习近平从2008年至今担任过这个职务，直到今天从胡锦涛手中接过权力。新当选的国家副主席李元朝被海外视为中共太子党的重要成员。李元朝的父亲是上海前副市长。李元朝从清华和北大这两个中国最好的大学获得了数学和经济学学位，并拥有法学博士文凭，还在美国顶尖的学府哈佛大学肯尼迪政治学院公派学习。美国之音记者东方北京报道。美国之音时事经纬，欢迎收听。欢迎重新回到节目现场，我是宇宙。得到联合国支持的柬埔寨战争罪法庭说，前红色高棉政权高层官员英萨利在接受种族屠杀和战争罪审判期间去世。柬埔寨战争罪法庭说，英萨利于星期四上午去世。他从三月四号以来一直住院。法庭发言人在宣布英萨利去世消息时表示遗憾。英萨里是红色高棉领导人波尔布特的姻亲，他被控策划了柬埔寨上个世纪七十年代的大屠杀，多达两百万人死于非命。英萨里曾经担任红色高棉的外交部长。英萨里终年八十七岁，他是接受战争罪法庭审判的三名红色高棉领导人中最年长的。英萨里去世，增加了法庭不能对其他年迈的前红色高棉领导人定罪的可能性。他们的政权导致四分之一的柬埔寨人丧生。美国之音，欢迎收听。美国之音的时事经纬节目，接下来我们来关注朝鲜半岛的紧张局势。就在紧张局势加剧之际，平壤首次提到了韩国新总统。那么与此同时呢，韩国也表示，南北军方南北的这个军事电话热线呢，仍然是处于开通状况。但是呢，另外一条通讯线路已经被切断了三几天。下面请听美国之音记者赫尔曼从首尔为您所做的详细报道。平壤对韩国和美国的扬言报复的最新威胁，是由朝鲜人民武装力量部发出的。平壤星期三的广播中宣读了武装力量部发言人的一份声明。其中把韩国总统朴槿惠的政府称为“白痴”，说他们不能认清现实，继续奉行前任政府的对抗政策。朝鲜播音员宣读的声明说：“鉴于首尔政府总统府主人群摆的躁动，韩国战争贩子挑起的战争狂热是需要认真对付的。”
朴槿惠总统在二月二十五日宣誓就职，不管是在官方声明中还是媒体评论中，这是朝鲜第一次提到他。以前朝鲜经常抨击前任韩国总统李明博，把他称为带领一群韩奸的张头鼠目首领。首尔的朝鲜研究大学教授杨武仁说：“平壤在此之前似乎刻意不提朴槿惠总统的名字。”杨武仁说，在这些抨击中，虽然威胁的程度升级，但是没有指名道姓，为和南方的直接联络留下了余地。他还说，如果直接抨击韩国总统，今后改善两韩关系就会困难。平壤此前宣布，从星期一开始，单方面废除1953年签订的停战协定。韩国政府说，双方的军事热线仍然畅通，但是板门店非军事区两侧的红十字会电话热线星期一开始被切断。南北韩的唯一合资项目——朝鲜境内靠近非军事区的开城工业园仍在正常运行。一百多家韩国企业在那里雇佣了五万三千名朝鲜员工，估计这个工业园每年从贫困而孤立的朝鲜向韩国出口十亿美元的产品。韩国工业银行高级经济研究员赵凤贤说：“如果每天到朝鲜上班的七百名韩国经理被禁止入境，那将是朝鲜发出的不祥信号。”在非军事区的南侧，韩国海军陆战队星期三进行了演习，期间出动了大约三十辆坦克。韩国官员说：“这是例行演习。”而且和目前进行的两韩、呃美韩两大联合军演无关。韩国军事官员说，朝鲜军队可能也开始了大规模军演，不过这个消息目前无法得到证实。一九五三年的停战协定签署以来，朝鲜半岛一直维持着停火，朝鲜半岛南北双方没有外交关系，这意味着世界上的两支大军继续对峙。双方都宣称对整个朝鲜半岛拥有主权。这里是《美国之音》的中文节目，《美国之音》的时事经纬节目。接下来，我们来关注网络安全问题。网络安全问题在美中关系之间呢，呃，引起了很大的这个呃纠纷。美国国家安全事务顾问托马斯·多尼龙在日前呃的亚洲协会上发表讲话的时候呢，指出，在奥巴马总统第二任期间，亚太地区继续将是美国的战略重点。那么他在谈到美中关系的时候表示，网络安全问题。不仅仅威胁到国际贸易以及中国企业的信誉，而且直接威胁到美中之间的总体关系。详情，请听美国之音记者燕青从美国首都华盛顿为您所做的报道。在谈到中国的时候，多尼龙表示，美中两国之间的关系，过去、现在和未来，都将同时包含合作和竞争这两个因素。他说，正如奥巴马总统反复提到的那样。美方乐见一个和平繁荣的中国的崛起。他说：“我方不希望双边关系成为由竞争和对抗来定义的那样一种关系。”多尼龙说：“我不同意一些历史学家和理论家所说的，一个正在崛起的大国和一个已经成功的大国之间命里注定要发生对抗和冲突。”他说。
决策层和领导层如何对待处理相关的事务是关键。多尼龙同时表示，一些人呼吁要对中方进行某种意义上的限制，但是他说，奥巴马总统和他手下负责外交和国家安全事务的官员也不同意这样的做法，而是认为美中关系上能够有他说更好的结局。多尼龙说。构筑两国之间的新型关系，是奥巴马和习近平两人都支持的。在谈到美中军事交流的时候，多尼龙称这一领域在目前来讲是一个重要的残缺。多尼龙在星期一的讲话中用了很大的篇幅，专门谈到了网络安全问题。他说：“我这里谈的并不是那些一般的或者说是普通的网络犯罪或者是黑客行为。”多尼龙在星期的讲话中指出，这一点，也就是网络安全问题，已经成为美方的一个主要关注，并且也是美方和中方各级政府代表交换意见的时候的一个重点。他说，今后也将是如此。在网络盗窃方面，美方明确提出了三点：第一，中方需要意识到这一问题涉及的面之广。以及整个问题严重到什么程度，还有这个问题所带来的风险，不仅仅是国际贸易方面的风险，也不仅仅是中国产业界的名誉所面临的风险，而是对于两国总体关系所带来的风险。美方提出的第二点是，中方需要采取严肃的步骤和措施，调查并停止所有这些网络侵权行为。第三，他说。需要中方和我方一道，通过建设性的、直接的对话，来构筑一个网络空间里面大家都能够接受的行为准则。奥巴马总统的国家安全事务顾问多尼龙在星期一的讲话中表明，美国方面将战略重心向亚太转移，其中一个考虑是希望在处理日常外交事务的同时，能够从长远的角度。拓展外交战略，他说：“奥巴马总统认为，美方在中东等一些地区投入的过多了，而与此同时，在亚太等地区投入的过少了，因此需要重新进行战略平衡。”他强调说：“重新进行战略平衡，并不意味着其他区域就不再重要了，也不意味着要限制中国的发展，或是要对亚太国家发号施令。”他进一步强调说。重新进行战略上的平衡，不仅仅是军事意义上的，而是军事、政治、贸易、投资、发展以及价值观的总体上的投入。奥巴马总统的国家安全事务顾问托马斯·多尼龙在星期一与位于纽约的亚洲协会总部发表讲话期间，还明确指出，虽然美国将裁减军费开支。但是在今后的一些年里，更多的军事资源将被用在亚太地区。二零二零年以前，百分之六十的海军战舰将把基地设在太平洋地区。今后五年里，空军也将把重点转到太平洋。除此之外，美国的陆军和海军陆战队派驻太平洋地区的人力和物理资源也将增加。在军事现代化方面，多尼龙表示。美军太平洋司令部将配备最先进的装备，包括潜水艇
，还有包括 F 2 2和 F 3 5在内的第五代战机、通讯、雷达以及导弹防御系统等等。奥巴马的国家安全事务顾问多尼龙在讲话当中还指出，就目前来讲，亚太地区所面临的安全领域的首要威胁是北韩。星期一，美国财政部宣布将对北韩的外贸银行实施制裁，理由是。这家银行在北韩研发大面积杀伤性武器的过程当中扮演了相关的角色。美国之音记者燕青，华盛顿报道。美国之音时事经纬，欢迎收听。时事经纬节目重新回到现场，我是宇宙。来自北京和山西的几位中国公民，星期三上午前往北京人民大会堂，向人民代表递交建议书，要求中国官员公示财产。但是他们被警方带进了公安局问话，而且他们一直被关押到晚上八点的时候，仍然没有被提供任何的食物。让被拘押公民长时间挨饿的做法，被指是北京警方惯用的折磨手段，目的是。摧毁公民的意志。详情，请听美国之音记者叶冰在美国首都华盛顿为您所做的详细报道。星期三上午十点左右，几名北京公民和来自山西太原的李茂林夫妇到达正在举行人大会议的人民大会堂门前。他们要向全国人民代表大会直接递交一份要求中国大陆最有权利的二百零五名部级以上官员。公开财产的建议书，执勤警察在这些公民询问人大办公地点的时候，将他们带上一辆警车，称将他们送往人大办公厅。结果是把这几位公民送进了天安门公安分局。当晚接近八点的时候，仍然在天安门公安分局的山西公民李茂林对打电话询问的美国之音记者表示。他和一起关在那里的北京市民杨双军等三名同伴，一天都没吃上饭，已经饿得无力支撑，心脏难受，需要躺下休息。这位被扣押的公民表示，他们在法律框架内提出公民建议，未触犯法律，就遭受如此非人待遇，而且当局打压行动可能继续。他说：“当时我们过去以后，到那个人民大会堂宾馆。”呃，过了那哈以后，我们就问一下这个人民，呃，就是全国人大在什么位置？问他，这个警察呢，就是是走，我领你们去，呃，找相关部门，就把我们带到天安门分局了。带到分局那哈，就对我们进行询问做笔录，询问做完笔录就做了好久。完了到了中午的时候，我们就要求吃饭，我们都没吃饭，早晨也没吃，一天没吃了。结果一直就是等会儿，一直就是等会儿，我们要了无数次了，到现在我饿得心脏难受，到现在也要一次，我说是等会儿，等会儿，还是到现在我们没吃上饭。这位曾动过心脏支架手术的被扣押公民表示，给他们做讯问笔录的警号为零五六五七七的中年警官就在旁边，这名警官拒绝了记者提出的与其通话的要求。李茂林还表示，当天下午。北京市公安局领导也到场观看了警方给他们做笔录的过程。后来，一同被带到那里的北京丰台十六庄村民李焕军
。另一名北京市民马新丽以及一名当时在人民大会堂外面拍照的女性公民，分别由各自户籍地派出所领走。李茂林称，被派出所领回去意味着进一步的打压。李茂林表示，他们今天在人民代表开会议政的时候，不是为了个人遭遇申冤上访，而是要行使公民权利和履行公民监督政府的义务，却遭受了不人道待遇。而公安局的警官和领导们都不正面回答他们提出的建议，官员公开财产有何违法或不当之处的问题。他说：“嗯、呃，我们觉得他们这个财产的公布。”呃，这是在十几二十年前就已经提出，至今财产公布还这么难产，我们百姓实在看不到希望。所以说，这个推动这个社会的进步，我们得一点点来。所以我们这个提一个良好的建议，呃，也是顺从他们的，也是一是民意，一个他们也本身这个高官也有这个呼吁。多少年前他们就要财产公示，财产公示，这么十几二十年了，怎么为什么还这么难产呢？这不是欺骗我们老百姓吗？当晚八九点钟，记者联系李焕军时，他的手机无人接听；上述公民建议书发起人许志勇、李卫等人的手机也无人接听。有消息说，许志勇等在北京的公民建议书发起人都遭到了监控，禁止外出。同日，三月三号，从北京被押回湖北老家的独立作家阮云华对《美国之音》表示。他和一起进行呼吁官员公示财产全国行活动的徐州公民张坤，被北京国宝发现后，当夜带到警局审讯，关押了三十六个小时以后遣返，并警告他不得在五月一号前返回北京。他说：“经过再三交涉，国宝将上述进北京限令日期放宽到四月十号。”阮云华表示：“让维权公民饿肚子。”是北京警方惯用的折磨手法。他说：“他们经常这样故意这样拖的。我在里面，我我在北京的时候拖十三个小时没吃饭，有目的的，就是摧毁你的意志嘛。”阮云华表示，北京和其他一些地区的警方对他和张坤共同发起并执行的全国十三个城市宣传鼓动民众参与呼吁中共高官率先公示财产的行动高度戒备。强行阻止，但是总是以扰乱公共秩序或非法游行集会的名义抓捕他们，闭口不提他们要求公布官员财产的主题。美国之音，叶冰，华盛顿报道。这是美国之音的中文广播。下面请听一篇美国政府的政策声明。美国之音并不代表美国政府发言
美国认定，随着预定2014年年底完成的减少驻阿富汗联军的计划实施，中亚地区肯定会受到影响。但是，这个行动不会增加激进分子发动攻击的危险。美国国务院负责南亚和中亚事务的助理国务卿布雷克说：“根据我们的评估，中亚国家没有面临迫在眉睫的伊斯兰激进主义威胁。”美国国务院反恐局的地区事务及计划副协调员斯伯莱尔说：“与中亚相关的能力最强的恐怖组织仍然把重点放在巴基斯坦西部地区和阿富汗，与美国军队、联军部队和地方保安部的交战。归根结底，反恐与实现法治的目标密切相关，相辅相成。我们的伙伴使用执法机制查找、制止。”起诉和监禁恐怖分子嫌疑人的能力越强，就能够相应减少担心和打击国内恐怖威胁的必要性。出于以上理由，美国在五个中亚国家开展了若干以反恐为中心的项目，帮助这些国家在法治框架内加强执法能力。斯伯莱尔说：“我们的援助集中于区域反恐合作，通过中亚区域战略倡议。”乌兹别克斯坦政府可以使用美国联邦调查局的自动指纹信息系统。塔吉克斯坦以及吉尔吉斯坦正在联合开展一个社区警察项目，这个行动将加强在两国边境地区的反恐合作。哈萨克斯坦的官员正在接受跨边境金融调查的新技术培训，这将有助于他们截断恐怖分子的资金运作。土库曼斯坦与他的四个中亚邻国一道参加了立法机制建设的项目，落实联合国有关反恐的条约。助理国务卿布雷克说：“中亚现在面临的伊斯兰激进分子的威胁是有限的，但是没有任何理由为之自满或松懈。中亚国家同其他的众多国家一样，面临广泛的挑战。从长远的角度来看，这些挑战有可能助长激进主义，威胁美国及其盟国的安全和利益。”应对这些挑战，要求我们在这个地区保持警惕和相互之间的合作。以上播出的是一篇美国政府的政策声明。美国之音并不代表美国政府发言。各位听众、观众朋友，美国之音中文广播一直受到干扰，让收听者头疼。但是现在，您可以每周七天，每天二十四小时，通过卫星电视接收器收听美国之音中文双声道广播节目，声音清晰，没有干扰。如果您现在通过卫星电视收看美国之音电视节目，您不必做出任何调整，广播加电视，信息更灵通。美国之音卫星广播的接收器数据是。亚洲三号卫星虚拟频道三九零一 L 一 R， 请调准您的卫星接收器，二十四小时聚焦美国之音中文广播。美国之音，欢迎收听。